already. I'm proud to be an Aston Nose, where at least I know I can sniff. Okay. When my nose lost its sense of smell, I know I skipped out on life. Cause as to nose is something I need. Every night when I lift my nose and ask that I can sniff. That was fabulous. Thank you. I, I, I literally came up with it. In a split second, as soon as you hit record, I was I just had the idea and I went for it. I was about to say honestly, because I honestly did not have any ideas for the music segment. When you both, when you like <clears throat> belted out with that, I felt like I was in the presence of a, a genius for a second there. That thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're too kind. I think it's. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, and by the way. I fucking hate that statement. I'll be honest with you. What, that you're a genius? No, the statement, I'll be honest with you. Because uh, whenever someone says, I'll be honest with you, it's like, what, have you not been honest with me the rest of the times <laughs> that you're with me? But I be, I'll be honest with you. I think it's the energy that I got when I plugged in to this side of the couch. Because we switched sides. Yeah. And I, I sensed the energy that you wanted to say something about it, but you didn't because you're passive. And <laughs> I did it purposefully because I felt like there's different energies on different sides of the couch. And I wanted both of us to tap into that. Yeah, honestly, I got to admit, I, I didn't say anything uh, because it's fine to sit on the other side of the couch. But at first I sat here and I was like, "Wow, this is weird. Like I'm looking out the window. It's very lovely, though. I kind of like the energy over here. So you've been here 30 seconds. What are your first impressions? My first impression of the of the left side of the couch, of the left side of the couch. And I'm using the other mic. And you're using the first mic. You know, I don't know. It feels like really it feels much more open over here just because you're looking out the window. Do you That's think impression? Okay, and hopefully what, these people don't distract me. There's old people biking. Okay, so what are you getting? Anything like, like are, are you are you feel? Can you expand? Are you mm. <clears throat> feeling your perspectives changing a little bit, or your energy, or the things you try to focus on? Yeah, I'm feeling warm, feeling nice. I mean, it's like really beautiful outside, and like we're entering golden hour. So this view is just making me feel warm and fuzzy inside. That's actually, it's actually really good. I, I feel like it's really good that you say that because uh, I just graduated about nine hours ago. And you I've, did, you did. I've just been, this entire weekend has been a whirlwind. And I've just been filled up with so much love and family and, and emotion that, um, I don't know, is this what like... Is this what brides feel like after their wedding? Because <laughs> I don't know. It was just all about me, and it's just I felt so loved. And mm. this is not going to be a good podcast because this is going to be a corny one. <laughs> this is going to be like a good, uh, a lovely, just a pleasant conversation. So yeah, absolutely. So maybe I, I, when you say that you, that's what you're feeling over there, that matches where where I'm at right now. That's good. I'm glad. Which, by the way, congratulations. Thank you. Graduates, that's in you. Four years, four years of hell, wasn't for nothing. Yeah, we made it out. We made it out the other side. So, uh, yeah, man, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Also to Nick, our roommate, everybody, all of our great friends graduating. It's so lovely. Being the one that dropped out, it's so fun watching you guys. Man, like, look at the kids. 
yeah, it's uh, it's a good season right now. It is. It's a great season. Feels like this is going to be a year full of opportunity. Yeah. Is this what Manifest Destiny felt like? Because <laughs> I feel like I want to go west <laughs> and, like, take land. God, honestly, it would be nice if we still had some land to take from somebody. Right? Maybe Alaska feels like it's open. It does feel open. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know, though. I think there's a reason why it's open, and we could go there now, and it would be great. But by the time November rolls around, it, we're going to realize why no one took the land. Yeah, you know, I think um, <laughs> the the half a year in utter darkness and freezing cold might be might be a motivator, and people not moving to Alaska. Yeah, it always blows my mind when I see videos of that stuff. The either pitch blackness or the it's like three a.m. in May and it's bright out and it's mm-hmm. snowing. It's mm-hmm. like uh, I can't Im- being there in person would it be would be even more mind-blowing but the when i see stuff like that it doesn't even seem like it's on earth like it doesn't seem like that would that would be real the day the day like the long days and long nights thing really like that confuses me because i'm just i don't know it's like how do you get yourself how do you get your body into a rhythm when like all that's going on yeah we should we should try to get in contact with someone who's from Alaska. Oh, look at these two douchebags wearing flip-flops down the street. Well, our listeners can't see them, but let me, let's me let describe them. Yeah, is that guy wearing penny loafers? No, they're both flip-flops. No, one of them is wearing uh, like purposefully bleached and ripped jeans. <laughs> and he has a white t-shirt, so you can tell he totally doesn't hit his wife. <laughs> one of them uh, had a Joe Rogan like bald head. Yeah, it was a dome. For a second, I truly thought Joe was walking down the street. It might be Joe, but I don't think I don't think Joe would wear ripped jeans and flip flops. But he also seemed a little bit short and Mexican to be Joe Rogan. Oh, I didn't see it. I didn't see the front, the frontal, full frontal. Yeah, it was them some them like aviator sunglasses that really told you. I don't know if they were aviator. I don't think that's the style. But you know, whatever, whatever, dude. They just interrupted our flow. <laughs> but people, they always. It's funny because it's been a wild ride since we started this podcast. This is episode eight, and we're we've grown so much already. Yeah, we really have. We've grown so much, and our fans, I love them, but they're always constantly bothering me in public, <laughs> and they're like, "Zach, Zach, like, yeah, how how do you guys come up with this stuff? Like, what's your creative process like? You know." They're like, uh, you know, take me behind the curtain. Like, what? How do you guys come? Like, how are you this genius? Yeah. And if we're gonna take our listeners and our fans behind that curtain just for a second, this is what happens. So Justin creates a ten-page word document, single space of notes of things he wants to talk about. And I have to be reminded that we're recording the podcast that day and I go in blind and then we just come up with magic. So I don't want to, I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm arrogant or bragging or anything, but You're uh, the most humble person I know. I just, I, it's been, I'm, I'm tired of answering these questions and <laughs> in, in, when I'm going out to get a Starbucks or something. So there it is. There you have it. Episode eight. I addressed it. Now, stop asking me those questions. If you want to ask new questions, insightful questions, probing questions, 
and you're a fan, I'm here for it. But but that we can put this conversation to bed or at least on the shelf until our creative process changes. But again, come at me with some new shit. And again, a, another on a side note, the people that knew us before the podcast, you really got to stop calling. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, what do you do? Do you have, I know I, I was about to ask a stupid question. Do you have notes? We've already taken them behind the curtain. So what are your notes? Um, well, before we get to the um, the news section, because I'm going to do a good news section this week, because we've been getting very angry, at least mainly me. I've been getting very angry with a lot of these topics. Um, and, you know, you can't hate everything all the time. So we are going to have a good news section. I do want to say happy Mother's Day to everyone. Happy Mother's Day, Missy. Yes, happy Mother's Day, Mama. Probably listen to this. And Missy, I want, it, I want you to know that... I told Justin we're not recording until you call your mom and wish her happy Mother's Day. So I fucking stood up for you and you deserve you deserve the world and more, Missy. So you deserve to be treated like a queen today. Zach is like trying to take my mom right now. You deserve to be treated like a queen today and every other day. So just know I got your back, Missy. Also, you're here first, mom. Yeah, also I'm single. But so <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Uh yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Um everybody talk to your mom. Hopefully if you guys if you, if you and your mother don't talk, she's probably a bitch anyway. Don't worry about it. I say happy in uh tweet Beyonce, happy Mother's Day. If you know if your mother's not in your life, tweet Beyonce. Happy Mother's Day. Because she's the mother of us all, truly. Um Speak for yourself. <laughs> There's no comfort, my queen. Happy Mother's Day, Beyonce. She is a mom, too. So, yeah, that works anyway. Even if you don't think of her as your own personal mother. How about wish a random mom Happy Mother's Day? Instead yeah, of... Go out and find a mom. Instead of, uh, you know, furthering your mental illness uh, addiction to Twitter, don't tweet at random people that will never see it or answer. Go to someone you know in your community and say Happy Mother's Day. Because even though it's meaningless, and even though it doesn't go a long way, it's more productive than tweeting at Beyonce. <laughs> And I'll, I, I'll, I know that you said this is, we've been getting angry recently, but I'm feeling the anger being on this side of the couch for more than five minutes. Really? Do you think maybe it's just that side of the couch? I think so. I think there's a, there's, I can't put my finger on it yet. We're going to have to explore it further, but right now there's definitely something over here. There's something on my shoulder telling me to like... <laughs> Absolutely, like just get up and leave, and just leave you to like do the rest of the episode. Oh God, that would be tough. Yeah, they, well, you're supposed to be the happy one. This is a happy episode. No, I'm happy. <laughs> I was mad that you you brought up Beyonce into this, but <laughs> what did she do to you? I don't know. I think it, that's what I'm saying. I think it's the side of the couch. Yikes! Better watch out, Jay. He's coming for. Her. He's coming for Beyonce and my mom. I have high hopes. <laughs> Hopefully, they land one of the two. Uh, for the record, I think my mom is thicker than Beyonce. I think. For the record. You hear that, Missy? <laughs> what hit us back, Missy? What do you think? Are you thicker than Beyonce? 
This is Mother's Day, by the way. Yeah, this is Mother's Day. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, if you want to, you, you know, you mentioned a Twitter addiction. So I feel like a small aside because you did come at me for my usage of Twitter on a previous episode. Did I? You did. Or did I say the truth? You, you said things that may have had points within them. Points couched within within uh, other things that were not points. Um, what were those non-points? <laughs> Do you have the receipts? Well, all I'm going to acknowledge to the people is that I have realized in the past few weeks that I have been... I don't know what to do when I make myself not use Twitter sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> this is a big step, Justin. But listen, it's hard. It is hard because, you know, I really like um, keeping my ear to the ground and figuring out what, you know, what kind of uh, tech hell we're propelling ourselves into. And Twitter is a really great place. You know, to try to predict, you know, get the get the predicting factors for, you know, when will all our freedoms and things be taken and when will our privacy be totally gone? You know, when will the uh, when will our politicians do anything, which is the answer is never. But they're all on Twitter. So it's a good place to see them do nothing ever. (coughs) But I will admit I got to take a step back. I do. This is a big step, Justin. I'm really proud of you today Um, from here. It's nothing. It's no, it's nowhere else but up for you and mm-hmm, and Twitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and I mean, I my the content of my Twitter feed is like, it's I feel it, it looks. If like, you if you could break it down into five categories, what are those categories? I mean, okay, so you've got you've got politics, which I just follow like the big speaking heads of both Republicans and Democrats, and a few people like journalists. And then you've got porn, which often much more wholesome than the political content. Um, and then you've got art because I do art, so I love looking at art. So there's just always paintings. And then you've got um, black Twitter, which is all it's, you know that's of course its own thing. Um, and then like really, I guess you could call it nerd Twitter because I'm a fucking nerd and I'm following all the superhero tags and all that like to be, which I never participate in most of these like communities because most of the people in them are fucking like idiots or bots or 14 and it's or all three. Yeah. And it becomes very not fun. Like right now, the thing is captain people arguing about Captain America and whether or not it's disrespectful to the new one to call Steve Rogers, Captain America. Which one? Steve's the old white Mormon. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, not the not the Mormon. The Mormon one was the um like fake Captain America that was like there for a second. Okay. I who, don't think he was Mormon, but he looked like. It. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Who's Steve? Steve Rogers, the original Captain America, the one that like got frozen in the fifties. Okay. So there are they're saying it's disrespectful to him to call the new Captain America Captain America. Yeah, it's like these people. It's like most like I said, this is happening on Twitter. So who fucking knows who these people are? But I just keep seeing now all the posts about Captain America is just people being like, it's racist to call Steve Rogers Captain America now that there's a new black Captain America. That's one of the big you know ones I saw. Um, and you're just like, I, I, I guess disrespecting the new Captain America is like, I see, I don't know. I truly don't know. Like, I can't even frame it as if it's a logic argument because it's like, what are we arguing about? I don't take doctors seriously when they insist you call them a doctor. And they're real. So. On its face, 
that's a boring story. Like, there's nothing to see here. Keep it moving. But it goes into a much greater point, which is some things, it's it's not impossible, but it's much harder to get interested in because of the fans that enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And what the fuck is that? Like, that should have (laughs) nothing to do with whether or not you like the thing. Yeah. But at the same time, we can all acknowledge it's a huge factor. I mean, because, you know, when you like something that's like, you know, in the entertainment sphere, you want to be able to have that community to talk about it with, you know, the handful of idiots who also watch the same thing as you. Like, that's really the fun. one of the funner parts of having, you know, all this great fiction that we can watch, you know, all across the country. But it's not fun when everybody's like just weird and churlish about it and like really mean about these fictional characters. And it's like, why are you being mean? These people are fake. Yeah. Is that the is that like the double edge of the sword that comes with? When people are fans, they get to argue like this Captain America would kick the original <laughs> Captain America's fucking ass if they were battling because actually he has upgraded techno- tech and he and it's like is 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 people arguing about Steve Rogers is that is that what comes with the fandom or the fan community mm. or is it some sort of virus that's penetrating the fandom and is soiling it? I mean, I, I don't know. I almost want to say that it's kind of indicative of something else because it's like it almost a lot of it ends up feeling like virtue signaling because they'll be take they'll take these weird random sub- subjects like should you call him Captain America and turn it into a race thing or and then often this happens with other, you know, of these little debates about comic book stuff or fantasy stuff that it ends up becoming the people in the debate start attaching it to these bigger issues of like sexism and worldwide and every like it everything literally that's wrong with the world is somehow tied into like this one fucking character and maybe the color of their suit or some, it'd be like some random shit. That's where it's like, it did. It feels like what's happening everywhere else. Like in every other community, it's that same thing. (laughs) Yeah. And this is gonna sound like, uh, like what was that, that, that blonde bitch on Fox news that was like told LeBron to just shut up and dribble. You know, it's going to sound like a sh- it's going to sound like a shut up and dribble argument, but it's it's nuanced, okay? You're going to have to hear me out, okay? Cuz things are complex. Mm-hmm. So if I'm you, I can't speak for you, and I want to get your opinion. But if I'm you and I'm following these five branches, let's say call them branches of Twitter, mm-hmm. political, pornography, <laughs> black, nerd, art, if I'm going to nerd Twitter, I don't want that. I want it to be nerd Twitter. I don't want to be us to be talking about the same things we're talking about in political Twitter. Yeah. Or 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 porn Twitter. Like I don't want to talk about the like who I'm voting for or like setting up a voting plan while I'm in porn Twitter. Yeah. I want to. I, I. That's not what my, I want to do. Yeah, and that's not even hyperbole because like. It's it's not people who post their cock and balls like every day will tell you who to vote for and <laughs> yeah 100% and it's tough because we're fucking we have a podcast and we're trying to make fun of stuff <laughs> 
but reality is so much funnier than our jokes. It is. So it's like, what the fuck do we do? Do we just say what's happening, or we just we just literally be a news podcast, and we will be a so much better comedic podcast <laughs> than the one we currently have? It's like, what the hell? But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It's a very, it's a, it's, I don't know. I, I mean, I really don't know what exactly to think about it. I mean, I think anybody with common sense knows this. Like, this is a phenomenon that you can see happening pretty much everywhere. Where, like, it's the same handful of conversations that make it into every conversation. You know, so I don't know. There, we, we need to come up with a word for that. You're right. That's a, we could jump on this early. Yeah, we should pen it and then make them pay to use it. In okay, article. okay, let's brainstorm right now. <laughs> What's the word for it? Um. Well, let's see. It has to be a verb, right? I would, yeah. But, okay, it has to be a verb. Yeah. So, well, it has to, the act of um taking, you know, taking one argument and making it about a sub, a set of arguments that are discussed on like a mass scale so you could call it like argument decontextualizing that's that's a mouthful we have to if we were to describe it and define it mm -hmm. i it, guess that's that's two words so that doesn't work I mean, it could be a term. There could be. There's two word terms. They were just super long words. Yeah. So I would suggest either like on a front end or back end, but two back to back mm -hmm. garbles are is tough to pen. Oh, I wish I knew Latin. This would be so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> if we were to define it, right? The act of bringing up things that are not relevant or do not directly have to do with the subject matter. Mm. Would you could, could would you agree? Yeah, I would say there's another element too is that it's always arguments that are like happening on the national political level. And they're yes, and they're the same arguments that other people who do the same act would mm. would bring up. Mm -hmm. So there's like consistency in the conversation that it's changing too. Gosh, you know, this is making me think, how do people come up with words? Like, we have a lot. People have come up with a lot of words. Do they just say random noises and they're like, know. that was a good noise? I mean, I guess you could just be like, we're going to call it Gleek Glock. Yeah, but it, it, yeah. And they just say, oh, no, Gleek Glock's too. That's too goofy. We got to do it like Schnorp Warp. <laughs> and they just keep on saying sounds until one sounds good. Yeah. Uh <sighs> change could be in the term mm. like something changing uh uh okay quasi virtue quasi virtuous well that's one word i don't know why i can't get this down virtue virtue i would say quasi whoa mm -hmm. oh, hold on what think about it what do missionaries do oh what they, what's their what do they do they witness they they mission they go on missions. they pro yeah they like preach convert virtue um indoctrinate could con uh, no i was just going to conversion Convert, 
conversion now. We're we're get we're we're reaching a quagmire here. We are reaching a quagmire. I yeah, think this is bad audio. Yeah, maybe we oh, should well, maybe well, we should move on. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. We'll come back to it when we have better ideas. Yeah, Jeez. that will you know this time next year we'll be we'll have a book about whatever this word is and we will be on the New York Times bestseller list. Yeah, but we're gonna have to coin it pretty fast because the idea is behind it, mm-hmm. and we're gonna release this. You know, tonight, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work fast on yeah. this. It's okay, we don't actually have listeners yet. I don't think I don't know. I haven't even looked in like a week if the numbers we have a couple. So I don't know if what's happened in the past week we've got Dude. anymore. <laughs> I mean, I might be confusing my other podcast, but I've been approached almost countless times at oh, this okay. point yeah, yeah, about yeah, Astinos. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um maybe it's because well, they did say something. A lot of people that I, a lot of fans that I spoke to, they did say something. What did they, what did they say? Um, they didn't all say the same thing, but they all were referencing, you know, kind of like just a an opinion and a point of view. Um, where I was like, I don't know. The talent of the show or whatever. Okay, and, I see, I see. And, and they mentioned how you were like, you know, what do you call it? Black. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Republican. <laughs> no, no, no. They don't care that you're Republican, okay. but uh, they do care that you're black. Yeah, it's only half. Yeah, so we have a really big white supremacist following but besides okay, love that but it's more than that you know it's a it's a wide demographic of people yeah, everybody we're like joe rogan yeah and and just some of them happen to be wearing bed sheets when they were talking to me in the starbucks line but that's <laughs> that's neither here nor there you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> well they sound they sound fun i can't wait to meet these fans i don't know if you want to meet those ones I think I might. I think I just might. Do you want me to? I mean, I don't want to. I could set it up. <laughs> yeah, you do that. Okay. You do that um, in a public place. Yeah, of course. You know, Duh. Is. Duh. I'm not stupid. And let me know a week ahead of time so that I can plant a shotgun <laughs> on the, under the table. Okay, so I need to find some place with a table. Yeah, you're going to need to give me some outdoor dining. Okay, but we're we're kind of getting a grassroots following. I don't know if we want to go murdering fans right away before oh, yeah. before Maybe I forgot they were fans. Never mind. Before we get our numbers, you know. Yeah. Way up. I mean, hey, you know, um, I'm just as much white as I am black. So really, truly, if Obama can claim black, I can claim white. You can pull a. Uh, blazing saddles mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. great oh my god bro speaking of great things that happened this week that movie was really was that this week was that this week we watched that this week right i don't know yeah this past thursday yeah we watched blazing saddles which if nobody's heard of it it's by who was it mel brooks mel brooks and it's like i mean i guess it's a story of a young negro in the in the west rising up becoming a sheriff almost getting killed by white people but then bamboozling them out of murdering him because he's smarter than them white folk and then eventually you know winning the day and going off and becoming a cowboy it was great it's a great fucking movie and willy wonka was in it yeah willy wonka was in it he was a drunk that was that was pretty funny 
Yeah, what was his name? Something, something, the Waco Kid was his nickname. Yeah, the Waco Kid. Yeah, he had a fast draw. I, dude, I did love, because, you know, I've been forming my own little idea of, like, around, like, uh, hate speech and slurs. And I loved the way that that movie, like, explored the, the word nigger. It was just so interesting. So fast. Also fucking hilarious. Like, legit, in the beginning of the movie, the nigga is coming to be the new sheriff. And they're, they're announcing, like, in front of the whole town, the sheriff. And he's like, I would like to welcome y'all to our, our, our town's new nigger. Because he looks up and he sees him. And then everybody's like, oh, and the band stops. And it's, like, it's hilarious. It's uh, comedically, it's hilarious. It's a movie that would could never be made uh, in contemporary times. So it's always a great watch. Is it even that old? Yeah, I think it's one of Mel Brooks's first movies. Hmm. Well, I thought it, I thought it was super interesting. And then you know they like they had like uh, the black so a lot of the black characters the way they would say nigga to each other like they said nigga like they just said it like in a more modern way. And like a comparison with the with the old way where it was you know a word for hate hatefulness pretty much, and that was an interesting little dichotomy. It was cool because this is just a comedy movie, but it did a lot of stuff within that within the comedy. So I thought that was interesting. Oh yeah, and nineteen seventy four <laughs> by the way. Mm. <coughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that is pretty old. Yeah, that was that was definitely I I've been such a whirlwind this weekend that I. Forgot that was this week, but yeah, yeah, fantastic movie night, fantastic movie night. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, but okay, let's. I, f- I reckon that's enough. Uh, like rambling about random shit. We want to get into the good news. We're gonna do news like we usually do, but it's gonna be good news. So, so tell me the good news. Okay. So this one I found. Um, the uh, people, anyone listening, you might have heard of it. This Chihuahua, right? This homeless Chihuahua. I got it. Let me preface this with like, okay, we live in hell, so good news is hard to come by. That's uh, I just want to preface with that. Uh, but so this fun little Chihuahua, it's like they they're calling it. They called it the Tasmanian Devil. I don't remember what it's actual. I don't if it has a name. Um, it was this homeless Chihuahua that the shelter had, and they like posted it on uh, posted some videos of the Chihuahua online and it went viral because this chihuahua was like the devil like it hates men it hates children apparently it can't get along with women but it doesn't even like most women just a hateful little violent being of terror so they post videos of this chihuahua being you know hateful and terroristic and it goes viral and everybody's like well you know we need somebody to take this chihuahua you know they're trying to get somebody to adopt it they even like made merch and stuff surrounding the chihuahua the whole story is really adorable but and a, a, a single lesbian fi- finally came through and was like she scooped the chihuahua up and they're gonna live a happy life with no men or children the <laughs> only person that can put up with a hateful racist chihuahua literally is a <laughs> is a barren crusty hateful lesbian you know it's funny <laughs> it's literally a perfect match and it is adorable because they both <laughs> hate the world so much right that was in my first th- which is funny because everybody was like like i saw people saying like oh it got an owner and they're like she's a lesbian so it's great and i guess what everybody meant was it's a lesbian so it's, it's great because she doesn't want kids and she's not going to date a man but i my first thought was she's a lesbian and it's great because she's bitter too 
they can be bitter together. Yes, yes, hundred percent. I that's exa- I had the same thought. I had the same thought. That's how we're you know we're on the same frequency because her not fucking men and that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. if she it, no, it has everything to do with her not getting able to like plow a girl mm-hmm. at, that she wants. Yeah. It, you know, I'm, I'm I'm very happy for the dog. I am truly. I'm happy for the lesbian. Yeah, her too. It, she was probably lonely. Let's what was honest. her name? What we guess her name first? But right, let's I, see if I can find it. I guess it's Sarah. Sarah. Either Sarah or Susie. Hmm. It's probably. What if it was those lesbians that uh, got in the fight with Tim Dillon over the house with the house, uh, in Joshua Tree? <laughs> it would. It would almost make sense if it was. She, I bet if I look up Chihuahua lesbian, it'll be like the first, the first result. I mean, how many? I mean, I don't know. That's pretty broad. Oh, his name is Prancer, which is a terrible name for a man hating Chihuahua. It is. And the owner? Ariel Davis. Fuck Ariel Davis. Okay, I literally had no a lesbian named Ariel Davis, and she moved to Connecticut. I'm pretty sure out of high school in my high school, and I'm like wondering right now if this. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. You know, you know this owner, this Chihuahua I owner. No, like the Ariel Davis that moved to Connecticut, like that is oddly specific. I'm trying to see if she has red hair. Like, give me a picture. This journal. This is, see. This is why they didn't post like a like a silly picture of the the lesbian and the chihuahua both Ooh, looking no, angry no she started an instagram prancer at prince of the chihuahua on instagram everybody go follow you know she's she's uh making some money off of this dog okay where's the lesbian i don't care about the dog right now she the lesbian's hiding herself maybe she doesn't want her face to be shown i get it she she she's had enough she has she has Okay, let's not let's not get caught. Sorry, let's not count in another quest. Look at how cute the fucking dog is, though. Like low key for a Chihuahua, he's pretty cute because he looks real dopey, like malformed a little bit. But it's like that's adorable. You're like a cripple. I love that. Yeah, he definitely, he definitely looks like a angry old man. <laughs> he looks like he gives the vibes. Is this his owner? Oh. No, 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 different lady. He definitely gives the vibes of a guy who smokes on the porch and does not like to be disturbed. Yeah, at all. Or Mexicans. Does not like Mexicans. <laughs> yeah, that goes without saying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a chihuahua. But I'm so so happy for Ariel. Happy Mother's Day to Ariel, new new chihuahua mom. You said he prancers 14. God, look at that twink. <laughs> That's an unrelated twink, but yeah, that is a twink. Yeah, I'm sorry, that just popped up. Um, but but how old's Prancer? You said 14. Uh, the dog. Ooh, let me see. I'm actually not sure. He looks really old. So he's she, a he's a terrier mix, Chihuahua terrier mix. He's gonna. He's probably gonna die soon. Let's I think be honest. he's old, honestly. No, look at him. Of course he's old, but I I don't know. The specifics don't matter. Whatever. Okay, lesbian adopts Chihuahua. First good news story. Yeah, that was great. Okay. Yeah. I like that one. See, I'm, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked it. Um, oh, and also equally cute, 
news story was so they're in Africa. They're training these little like pouch mice, which they they're, they're I guess they're like kangaroo. They're like a mix between a kangaroo and a mouse, like basically, and they're just big ass mouses with pouches, mouses with pouches, and they're training them to sniff out like landmines in Africa. These little marsupial mice. Yes, and it's so fucking cute, but one of them literally won Animal of the Year, apparently, at the end of last year. He's a hero, hero rat, not a mouse, a rat, wins top Animal World Award for sniffing out landmines. This is according to NPR.org. What's his name? Um, Magawa. It doesn't he sound like an African superhero? He does. Right? He sounds like a in in African uh god mythology. He has a little is this a collar or a metal? That I don't know, it's probably like a tracking collar cuz I assume they like have to keep track of him cuz this guy like he has a career. Like I think it says he's got like 38 mines or something out the ground. Like he's been working for a while. Yeah, he's from Tanzania. But no, no, sorry. You're right. His species is African. He was born in Tanzania, and now he's sniffing out shit in Cambodia. So this guy is a well-traveled rat. Yeah, honestly, like what a what a renaissance man. It feels Truly. great to on like my big day where I just accomplished like one of the bigger milestones in my life mm-hmm. to be outdone by a rat. Honestly, I've never done anything that's this impressive. No, no, no. I've never been. I've never been able to attribute human lives to what yeah. I do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And probably never will. No. So good for you. What, what would you name him? Because he doesn't have a name. Yeah, he does. Magawa. Oh, yeah, you're right. Magawa. I, that's. Oh. Well, you know, you could always whitewash it. We are Americans, so taking other people's shit and making it our own is what we do. I don't know. Whatever. Shout out Magawa. We dub these Steven. <laughs> Steven the Pouch Rat. Oh my god, this is completely random, but do you remember that movie about the mouse that got flushed down the toilet and he was British? What? Yeah, there was it was like claymation. You know like Wallace and Gromit claymation? Uh-huh. It was almost in Wallace and Gromit claymation style and it was this mouse that got flushed down the toilet. Is this that like The Secrets of Nim? Maybe. I don't remember There's the name. So many like mouse like go on it goes on adventure movies. Of course. But it's probably a, a oversaturated genre. Yeah, actually. Which, weirdly, now that I'm thinking of it, it's like that's a there's a lot. That's a weird niche. Yeah. Rat, think Ratatouille, America's Tale, Despero, Despero, uh, Tom and Jerry, Tom and Jerry. Uh, did you say the secrets of them? No, you did. Secrets oh, oh, of what's Nim. The, what's the what's the one where he's got the like the rat is friends with the boy that wears the glasses, the little blonde boy. Of mice and men? No. <laughs> uh, shit, Stuart, Stuart Little. Stuart Little, good yes. call, good call. Oh, and then there's that one horror movie where the mice are like eating people in New York. Did you see that one? No. It's literally, I think the movie's called like Rats or something, but it's like just like these like hundreds, probably thousands of rats are just like in the sewers eating bitches. Is this like a 40s, 50s movie? Like I think it was like 90s, maybe early 2000s. Okay. And there's like the rats arrive and they just like sweep over people in a wave. Very okay. a la Mummy and the Scarab Beetles. And, and who could forget rats supporting role in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, and um, absolutely. Princess Bride? I mean, they, I mean, truly, I didn't see Princess Bride, but... 
I mean, he's the he's literally the only reason them turtles survived. Yes, he is. Master Splinter. And you got to watch Princess Bride, dude. Yeah. It's a banger. Is it a banger? It's a banger. This <laughs> I for, it's funny. I force a lot of my friends to watch it. This you are so funny because you're like you are like kind of stereotypical, stereotypically like masculine with what you watch because mostly it's sports. And then like sometimes you're like, but Princess Bride though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just told me yesterday that Gossip Girl was the longest show you've ever watched. <laughs> that is true. If we're talking about pure airtime. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it is Gossip Girl, and to be frank, I watched it more than one time. So I spent, and each episode is 45 minutes to an hour. I spent an ungodly amount of time. I think there was 20 episodes a season, and there was like seven, eight seasons. It was bad. That is a lot. It was bad. Uh, But I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the female characters yeah. and I fell in love with making fun of Chuck Bass and Nate Archibald and I forget the other Dan all of them were so all of them were so funny to me uh, that I I I couldn't not watch cuz they were banging beautiful women as well so I was like okay yeah, you you wanted to be them yeah I thought they were nerds but I was like okay maybe if these nerds can you know, date supermodels. Maybe I can. <laughs> did you? Did it? Did that uh, pin out for you? I don't. Know. <laughs> um, that's a pretty deep and personal question about my gossip girl history. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know you wanted to go here on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I, I understand, you know, being gritty realism, but do you really want me to get vulnerable on here? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, I'm sure you have just just tons of models you've dated that you would just love to just spill the beans on. I'm sure you do. But, I mean, if you don't, you know, it's fine. You can always. Dude, I'll tell you this. Personal life separate. I'll tell you this. A gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> okay. I'll leave it at that. Okay. And I won't call bullshit on that. It's true. Okay. But um, what? How did we get there from Chihuahua? You're you're taking your sweet ass time with this good news. Uh, you know we're we're relaxing, maximum relaxing. Let this conversation go where it goes. Um, and we're ending up in weird places. Yeah, it's I know it's lovely. You see, because what? How how far are we into this? Yeah, forty two minutes. See, I feel like all the past podcasts at this point, I was like screaming into my microphone already. Um, Oh, this isn't really a news story, but like an angry cock. You know how like in some cities they put like the anti-bird spikes on the window things? Yeah. All my good news is animal related. I honestly just love nature bossing up. This is look at this cockatoo throwing those spikes down. Asserting himself. I'm sure the listeners might have seen it. I'll tweet it. Alex J Product or no, 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 no. My Twitter is Hendrix Rody. Uh, you can find it, Alex J. Prod, in my link tree. I'll tweet this cockatoo so that anybody who wants to see it can go see it. This motherfucker just takes these spikes, picks them up, and throws them down. Asserts himself. Like an American. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. He just shows up in a place where he's technically not supposed to be, and yep. he says, fuck off. Yep, right on somebody else's property, and he's like, bitch, this is mine now. I'm shitting here. I can tell based on the picture that he listens to the podcast. I can tell, too. This this is our one of our alt-right listeners, <laughs> this cockatoo. This guy uh, came up to me at Starbucks and said he was a big fan. Yeah, it's a white cockatoo, literally. I mean, that's like saying 
That's like saying it's a black NBA player, you know? <laughs> Are all cockatoos white? I believe so, yes. Oh. I thought they could be colorful. I didn't even go laugh. I thought it was like... Man, oh, I'm thinking of parrots. I'm thinking of parrots. Yeah, I think a cockatoo is in the parrot family, Yeah, but it's its own white thing. And they, they both got attitude. That's for damn sure. They both have attitude. Oh, yeah. Thanks for stopping talking right when I was about to check the uh, our audio. Make sure it does. It sounds good. Probably sounds good. Won't worry about it. Okay, I have more good news, but can I use the bathroom? Okay, yeah. So this happens every time. This happens every time. I feel like it was tactical. <laughs> Just hold your microphone, okay? Away from your face. Okay. What should what should I feel like singing? I don't know. What should I sing? Hmm. I was thinking of a song earlier in the podcast that popped in my head when Justin said something, but I forget what it was. It was No. Fuck. Okay. Come on. Think, Zach. Think. Think, you fucking Um. Camp Town Lady, sing this song, do-da, do-da. Oh, God. This is, this is not what I intended. I'm sorry, folks. I, I mean, I know I'm the talent on the show, but I, I need to get my weight pulled, you know, sometimes. Yeah, what's going on in here? We're totally fucking cutting that out. Uh, Are we cutting that out? Yeah, that was the worst thing, and I'm actually pissed. Wait, do you actually really want to cut something out? Yeah, for once. Wow. Dude, that was the stalest thing. If I was listening to that, I would want to get as far away from me as possible. I'm sure it wasn't that bad. It was the most bland, vanilla, white toast, butterless, uh, spiceless, not even salt and pepper is thing i've ever done said done said <laughs> it was it was bad even so, even compared to your uh your your pan seared chicken no my pan seared chicken is great and i stand by it but Boy. you've never had my pan seared chicken so yes i have no you haven't you you you've you've stolen pieces that were uh were throwaways okay uh, okay uh-huh but uh yeah, man, I'm pissed that you abruptly got up to go pee out of nowhere. That was incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll let my bladder next time to give me a heads up. I'll tell my bladder to let me know. I mean, a little bit of, you know what? It's okay. We'll yeah. move on. Uh, so good news is I'm not going to uh, quit the podcast right now uh, because of the disrespect <laughs> that I've been being shown so far. <laughs> Uh, Zach, you're really, um, you're really, you know, Z-snap today. What can I say? I'm in my bag. This is, it must be the stars. It must be this the way they're aligning. Um, we covered the cockatoo. Yeah, we did cover the cockatoo. That cockatoo is my hero. Okay, I want to bring some, some levity here. Do you, okay, well, go ahead. Do you have some good news? No, no. I'm, I'm putting a pause on your good news, and I'm... Like I said, I'm bringing some some life to this podcast, okay? Um, so well, and fuck you, I can get away from the good news and start cussing. 
You can do no. You can do good news. I would just appreciate it if you didn't pee every two stories. But <laughs> so what I wanted to say was a simple dad joke uh. that I overheard. Okay, uh, my sister and brother-in-law and niece and nephew were in town for graduation, and we had an amazing weekend where we went to Universal and SeaWorld. But at, we're at the park. We're at Universal, and my brother-in-law told me a dad joke mm -hmm. in line because it was just it was kind of quiet and me and him were standing there and he this is the joke ready so there's two two old guys sitting on a porch okay. smoking a hound dog walks up on the right by the steps of the porch starts licking his own nuts one of the guys elbows the other and says man i wish i could do that and the other guy takes a drag of his cigarette and he goes, oh, that dog's going to want to bite you. Oh, oh, my God. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> did you hear that? Did you hear that noise? I did hear that noise. Do you want to know what that noise was? What was it? That was the rocket ship of the joke going over your head. <laughs> Well, I got it now. It arrived late. No, it 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 was right on time, but you weren't there for the liftoff. But uh, it's okay. Great joke, great joke. Did you say your dad said that in line? My brother-in-law. Oh, okay, that's hilarious. Yeah, uh, another one. Uh, when we were out to lunch today, my sister, cause she's fucking perfect, got my mom a like cute little heart necklace. Mm. And she gives it to my mom, and my mom turns to my dad and goes, uh, Dean, can you put this on? And he goes, I don't think that's going to fit. You're going to hate me so much. It's okay. It's a dad joke. Yeah, but run that. It was a heart necklace, and she went, Oh, is it? <gasps> Wow, I thought you just didn't think it was funny. That went over your head. Yeah, it did. Wow. I have to go lie. I kind of zoned out for the first two seconds you were talking, and then I came in and I heard heart necklace and it didn't go fit. Okay, that's okay. We'll work on active listening. Um, yeah. So that's that's my you my. Zach is throwing all the shade. I hope the listeners probably don't even know because we have inside jokes, but like you throw all the shade today. <laughs> that, that was my mini segment within the segment. Sorry. Go ahead. Right. I mean, honestly, it's okay. When I tell you good news has been hard to find, like I kind of, let's see. Um, <clears throat> Caitlyn Jenner. This is good news. Did we talk about this? This is good news. Usually, yeah, usually a headline starting with Caitlyn Jenner is not great news. That's awesome. She's running for uh, governor of California. And this is fabulous. Like, You're a troll, a dude. The, no, no. This is a win. <laughs> this is a win for 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 uh, diversity. This is a win for oh, a billionaire or white person. That's never happened before. Yes, but he's an athlete. She's an athlete. You watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> and you know, trans athlete like socialites have everything you need to run a state. For example, so, like, as far as qualifications, it's not even a conversation. She's obviously qualified. For example, 
integrity and uh, you, like, it, you know, just the will, just the will to push through and get her done. Integrity. Hmm. So are you saying she's willing to, uh, you know, hold on to things and finish what she started with? Because that's not what she did to her dick. <laughs> well, we don't know that. We don't know that. Oh, I know. We know you don't. <laughs> no, you know. I got a sneak peek. She's very touchy about it. Did you fuck Caitlyn Jenner's? <laughs> That's why I'm pissed you brought her up because I'm like, oh my god, this. Just I don't want to give this this bitch airtime. That's his ex. Oh my god, did she cheat with um? Uh, oh, you know what? I was about to say Kanye, but that would be weird. Would it? I think so. Would it be any weirder than what we have going on now? It's like her son in it, basically. Son-in-law. Yeah, well, not no more, I guess. Um, but, okay, she's running for governor. Oh, yeah, she's running for governor. And, you know, I'm just excited. This is going to be a great win for for everybody. For trans people, it's going to be a great win for conservatives. Honestly, like, on a, on a not-joking note, I do think it will be really interesting to see what happens if, like, a trans conservative gets made the governor. Like, I think that could do something interesting to the landscape. Um I don't know, but she's not even really like conservative, to be honest. She's conservative for LA. Yeah, in LA, she's like total. She's a proud boy. Total trumpet. Yeah, like you know, if she was like in Florida, Caitlyn Jenner's fucking AOC, basically. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but no, I think it's great. You know, the best part is that the governors don't drive themselves, so that really. They're taking, and not only are they putting the right woman, you know, in office, they're taking a dangerous menace off the streets. <laughs> they're taking a dangerous woman driver off the yeah, streets. Mm -hmm. A dangerous female menace. You know what I always say? Trans women are women, which is why they suck at driving. <laughs> oh, man. Gays, too. Lil Nas X got his license, by the way. I think I might have mentioned it last week that Lil Nas X failed his license, and that made me giggle because, <laughs> like... <laughs> Girl, the girls can't drive. I don't know what I don't know what's in the gay gene that stops the girls from having like motor skills and like de depth perception, but it's really rough out here. Yeah, that's why also why does he need a driver's license? Also, how did he not get one in his lifetime? There's so many that brings he's up more like he's like a R age. Well, yes, yeah. we've had we've both had licenses for like six years. Yeah. Um, I don't know, honestly. No, it just brings up more questions than answers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I know he was like poor or whatever, so maybe that's why. Stop. License cost fifty bucks. He is like from like the south. I'm not, I can't remember exactly where he's from, but I don't. I, I like. I know he's at least said he's from. He's had the money for the past couple years, Justin. Let's, <laughs> let's just say he's had money for the past couple years. Yeah. He's had he's had enough to scrounge up and, and go to the DMV. So everybody, watch the fuck out. That fruitcake will be coming through your town, a town near you. If you hear his new hit single playing in the back of your mind, and it's getting louder, it's not in your head. That's him barreling down the freeway. And for the girls, everybody, keep a, keep an eye on your grinder. <laughs> keep an eye on your grinder. Refresh, refresh, widen that diameter. <laughs> I probably shouldn't be giving everybody else tips so don't, that I don't, can get him. Don't give him the secrets to the sauce. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what I wonder what Lil X's type is. What do you think? I don't know. He seems like a bottom to me, but maybe 
a verse because that's like usually where i start with deciding types i think he might like country guys he is into the whole country thing I've never seen him like flirt with anyone or like be romantic or have a thing with anyone. Nice. Nah, he has a pretty asexual persona. He does, except for the devil. Maybe that's his type, Satan. Like if you don't have horns, honestly, like we're wasting time. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about unrealistic standards. <laughs> I mean, I've met some douchey guys in my time, but I've never met the devil, <laughs> you know. Fuck, I have. He was, a, he was a crackhead in a fucking Deland Hotel. Shout out Deland Hotel. Have you ever stayed in the Deland Hotel? Uh, oh, not the Deland Hotel. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. But no, I haven't stayed there. That place is a fucking dump. You know what I'm talking about? That's the place about? above the uh, sushi place, isn't it? It's, got, it's, it's, above it's by like IHOP and it's on Woodland. Uh, okay, yeah. Trash, but I was about to say, dude, tell me your fucking Deland Hotel story. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I was in college. It was a couple years ago. I was meeting up with some guys in a hotel to mainly smoke their weed and have them buy me beer that I could then take back to my room. Um, And one of them turned out to be a crackhead. And, uh, yeah, that just turned out to be a crazy experience. He attached himself to me, and it took me a couple weeks to get rid of him. (laughs) But, okay. But you got him off, so. Yeah, I did get him off. Ugh. Dude. What I did was told him we could date, and then I fucked somebody, and then I told him about it. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's history now. Thank fucking God. Thank what, fucking God. What I had to God. do was make him feel like he could break up with me, and like he was the one that was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So don't go meet up with crap. Whatever you gotta do. I mean, it was it was a fun it was a fun meetup. You know, I got to try new things. You turn that light on. Yeah. I got you. It's feeling like we're in like the depths of Mordor here. My beautiful sunset out the window is leaving. But it's fun. <clears throat> um, so yeah, great news, Caitlyn Jenner. Love that. Um This is kind of um I mean I I don't know if it's good news, but it's interesting news. So the Trump uh or you know, Trump is like currently been on Facebook. Facebook had like a little thingy, like a little meeting to decide what they were going to do. And they gave it six months. They decided we're going to let that cook for a little while longer and see what happens. Let's just kick it down the road and not make a decision. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's good in the aspect that I've just been really enjoying the whole Trump not being like a part of every fucking thing that there is to like see online. So that's been nice. So as far as I'm concerned, keep it up. Because the more he talk, he gets to talk, the more I have to fucking hear about it. Um, but it is, um, I thought it was interesting just because I've been listening to a lot of, it was like binging Joe Rogan and, and Alex Jones and shit the other day. And, um, you know, they're both, both of them, they talk a lot about, you know, the censorship thing that's going on and the fact that we're kind of now expecting these uh, platforms like Twitter and Facebook to decide when somebody's like, overstep their freedom of speech like what they're allowed you know with freedom of speech and like it's somehow up to them to just to decide when somebody needs to be deplatformed or not and it's you know i really don't it's a really difficult issue to suss out like i've been trying to figure out where i stand on it and i'm really not even sure because it is like like there is a point where it's like people are literally dangerous you know with what they say which i think you could make the argument for trump clearly 
but there it also like do we want these people to be making these decisions yeah and i guess the what people say as a counterpoint is you're just going to isolate people and get them in like even weirder weirder like weirder and more uh perverse echo chambers mm-hmm. where where the ideologies uh get even more radicalized yeah there's that too like i mean a lot of these people i think if they if they were allowed to just be like on twitter and facebook they would end up kind of probably being a little bit less radical because everybody else is on there telling them they're wrong but you know and there's been more there's been a lot of like i just was reading right before the podcast was reading something about this a guy cannot remember his name well-respected member of the scientific community like works on diseases he's a biologist put out a paper on facebook about saying that like between um vaccinations and people who have gotten sick from covid like we'll be able to reach herd immunity without actually vaccinating everyone or at least that was that was the premise he was exploring that in his paper and like facebook would like wouldn't let him post it saying that it was like misleading and like that wasn't verified scientific evidence. And this is like a guy who's like, I mean, he's like known and he's like written, authored like 200 papers, has something on the New York times bestsellers list. From what I understand, he wasn't saying don't get vaccinated or anything. He was just saying like between this and this, we can get herd immunity. We don't need that 70% vaccination or however, you know, whatever their fucking new goal is that is always moving. He was exploring a hypothesis. Yeah, and it's like they take his shit off, and I'm like, okay, see, that's like... That's weird. That, to me, is like, that's too far. That's yeah. obviously too far. Yeah. I see. I, yeah, it is. And it's... Guy, I, people with PhDs, let them talk. Come on. It is, and it's classic slippery slope argument. Mm-hmm. It's like, when does it end? When does it stop? Uh, how far does it take? Does it go? It's all of those things. It's it's definitely weird. It's a weird space and time we live in. So there is no right answer because it's really complex, but yeah. it's definitely something that we, as not as participants of society, mm-hmm. but as a, observers mm-hmm. and prophets of society, mm-hmm. we can look at and be like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Like what's something, something's going on here and it needs to be pointed out. It is weird. It's big weird, you know? And I feel like right now it's just, it's happening to conservatives mainly. So a lot of people don't care, but I don't know. I think everybody, nobody's really thinking. I'm not, I, I'm definitely, this isn't the most original thought. Like I've heard other people express this, but nobody seems to be thinking about what if it's me? the next time that Facebook decides that my point of view is radical, you know, like what, like nobody is thinking what, what if, what happens when it becomes black lives matter? That is the organization that Facebook's decided is radical. Cause you guys, y'all won't like that. You know, the same people that are like kick Trump off Facebook, they're not going to want them to kick black lives matter off, you know? And I mean, we can make, people can argue if it's apples and oranges. Cause you know, that's what everybody does. When you make a comparison like apples that. and oranges, apples and oranges, <laughs> but frankly, both have resulted in like violence and loss of life. So, and they're two fruits, you dumb fuck. <laughs> they're two fruits, <laughs> and they weigh relatively the same. They are pretty similar fruits. 
like not and it's the two it's two of the dumbest things that any simpleton can understand it is a pretty bad metaphor it's a nice a really bad metaphor almost any two other things would have been more different You could have said watermelons and apples or oranges and zucchinis. It doesn't even have to be a for like, why not? It's, I don't know, a rock to a bottle of water. Elephants to mice. Ooh, that's a good. See, that's better. Right. Better. We should coin that one. Yeah. Elephants to mice. It's elephants to mice. It's almost. We should call our fake band that. (laughs) Whoa. That's actually a really good fake band name. Right. Whoa. That's, that's great. That's great. That's good work, dude. That was actually <laughs> really good. You know, I mean, I don't have my moments are few and rare, but they do happen. They do happen. It's ha- it's because you're on that side of the couch, mom. Yeah, no, this is you, the side of the couch. Dude, feels you've changed the energy. You've changed since you went moved over there, man. Yeah, I know. You have too. You turned into you got a little bit bitchy over there. I know. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> it feels good. Um. Okay, so yeah, that was it. Yeah, you know, I like I said, I don't know the answer as far as what's going on with you know these platforms. I'm getting, I'm kind of getting to the point where like I feel like I need to start spending less time on these platforms anyway, which is, I don't know, it's difficult. I mean, I want to be an artist, so I have to use them. I definitely have a much better time in life in general and I'm happier generally mm. when I don't feel like I need to go to a platform. Mm-hmm. I want to go to a platform not to take things too seriously, yeah. but to fuck around, maybe troll, send some friends some funny memes mm-hmm. and go on about my life. You know, and I think I would enjoy Twitter a lot more if that's what it if that's what everybody was doing on there cuz it's like I get on there to just kind of enjoy myself, you know, maybe see some interesting information, maybe learn something, maybe laugh. And everybody else gets on there to change the fucking world. And I'm like, girl. Yeah. People, like you get there and it's like Freedom Summer 2022 on Twitter. People take their online personas so serious. And it's like, if you treated your life this serious, Yo, right? you would be actually killing it. Yo, right? It's uh, it's so funny. It's something else, man. It is something else. I Dude, I, I but don't feel... Seriously, don't feel any type of like this is a uh, a unique feeling to me. Uh-huh. Like you're not alone. I've been through the same thing. I had to delete all of my social media apps for extended periods of time, multiple times. Yeah. And in different phases, like sometimes I'd have this, sometimes I wouldn't have that, and or I'd have both, not there, what have you. But now I finally feel like at least. Currently, I'm at that place where I can kind of and I could kind of dip my toes wherever I want and have a good time. But it's not it can definitely you can fall into a hole and you can try to dig yourself out by like surrounding yourself with even more ludicrous things. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I don't even know. It's just I, I really don't it, it concerns me for the because we have this you know this idea that like especially with coronavirus that we live in this new normal of like most life happens online and it just concerns me because i see that happening everybody moving towards you know schools is online and work is online and as many things as possible are done online but then you know you look at all of our online spaces and it's like what is this this shit is falling apart 
So like, why are we moving? Why are we moving everything online? Because right now, to me, it's not really clear that this whole internet thing is even going to work. Yes, and, you, and it's new, and it's like for the most part right now, it's like it's not really working out in anyone's favor. It's not working out. I have so much better time. Like the shit, if you ask me, like, what are the things that I love most about life? Mm-hmm. It's shit like this. You and me talking shit, either with mics on or we're on the porch and we're just goofing off and, and we're talking or me hanging out with my family or me accomplishing things, me setting goals and and trying to trying to put in work to do them or that's what actually gives me fulfillment the the whole variety of online platforms it doesn't do much for me it's like it gives me something but if i had just that and nothing else i would be a miserable miserable person yeah like truly we can't because like i agree with you that they're useful but like we can't uh we can't make all of life happen online, man. We just, I feel like we're just, what concerns me is we're just, it seems like so many people are jumping so gleefully into this like idea of that this being like a digital future. Like people love it. You know what I think it is? Uh, I think people, they hate their life so much and it could be, the, it could be their own personal life. It could be the world that they see themselves in. It could be, you know, just their worldview or a combination of these things. But they hate their day-to-day and their generally their life so much. And they don't take any accountability for it. They, they're not going to look in the mirror and be like, I could change some things to improve my circumstances. they rather be like, no, I'm going to jump into this digital space where it's everyone else's fault except for mine Mm. and it's really really childish and it it goes back to like why younger people live at home longer and why they have less active of a sex life it's like we see people growing up slower than they had to it makes sense like when you think about in roman times or whatever, the average life expectancy was like 40 years. So when you were like 15, it's like, okay, you're about to hit the halfway point. What have you done? <laughs> like, you better start fucking building a house. Yeah. But now it's, you, you got people just moving out of their parents' house when they're 34 and, and, and things like this. So it's, we're slowing down our own we're our lives are getting longer, but we're slowing down our own trajectories yeah, as well. Our, our mature, our rate of maturity. Yeah, it's almost like our ceiling for what we can accomplish. It's more than those people with that other life life expectancy mm-hmm. of forty years, but it's not. It's not like scaled. It's not like we have because we live to 80 years we have double as much potential to accomplish as much yeah. it's like we can accomplish more but we're also stretching that the life stage is uh, uh, thinner yeah or what i don't know it's just like what you said though about uh people just maturing slower because i don't i don't know that sounds like that sounds like a good point to me because we do live very much in a world where everything is just you know everything's taken care of for us very much like how everything is taken care of for children, and I can't help but think that maybe that uh, it's kind of creating this dependency 
dependency mindset. And just childish, small-minded people. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's just because we have access to the internet and these people are visible now. But it does feel like a lot of people are not progressing at the same rate as they used to. That's just my two cents. What do I know? <laughs> yeah, truly. I, I fucking watch Gossip Girl more than anything, so. <laughs> oh, shit. And I loved uh, Kong versus Godzilla, so what what the what the yeah. fuck do I know? Yeah. See this is the this is the great thing though, because this is like this is what I enjoy is talking to somebody who also understands like that while they might have their own opinions and thoughts and stuff, like we really have we don't we don't fucking know anything. Even experts don't know shit. They're experts in like one topic and they don't know anything <laughs> about anything else. Yeah. Yeah. They know everything about this one thing. Yeah. I mean that's that's all you can handle. I mean, really, you can only you can only know so much. Yeah, absolutely. I think I really think that's one thing that I just feel like Americans need right now is for everybody to sit around, sit down, and really think about the fact that none of us know anything about what we claim to know the majority of the time. This podcast is the blind leading the blind, <laughs> and anywhere else you're gonna go, you're gonna get the same fucking thing. We're just yeah. honest with you about it. Yeah, true, because you know, you watch CNN and they'll be like, yeah, we've, we know exactly every reason why every Republican is behaving the way they're behaving. Meanwhile, they're like literally in the back of their head, they're like, the black vote, the black vote, the black, <laughs> the black vote, the black vote. Yeah, know? like fucking, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Emperor Palpatine voice. <laughs> Do it. Get the black vote. Do it. Oh my God. Speaking of, so I don't know if you heard of Bad Batch. It's like this new Star Wars thing. It's like a continuation of Clone War. That came yeah, out. yeah, yeah. You were watching it last night. Yeah, and um, so it's like interesting, or whatever. But honestly, the most fun part about that has been Sidious because I get to see a little bit more of Darth Sidious because I, I just I just love him. It was like because we got to see him do his little speech where he's like he announced the good the, the Galactic Empire, you know, and he's like um after his fight with Windu and he's like you know the Jedi have scarred me. I have been scarred and deformed. But we will rise up. I don't remember the actual words, but she's so fucking God. He's just so. Who was it? The same voice? I think so. If not, it was like a really great voice actor. But I'm pretty sure it was the same guy because I know he's still alive because he did it uh, in the new Star Wars movie. He did the he did Emperor Palpatine's voice. Yeah, he's got to be old at this point. I mean, he was old to begin with, right? Yeah. But he's he's still kicking, so that's good. Do it. Do it. It's one of the best lines of all time. Uh, Release your anger. He's such an amazing fucking villain. Oh, can I play something for you? It's 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 unrelated but related. So this is, I I I don't know if I if I DM'd it to you, but okay. So this is Matthew McConaughey oh. auditioning for uh, Palpatine. No way. Yes. Yo, Luke Skywalker. You got yourself a lot of power, my friend. Listen here, Big L, it's only through I that you can gain a force stronger than any J-E-D-I. You're out here going to Tashi Station to get some power converters. Hell, I'll convert you into the baddest man on the planet, man. The whole damn universe. Everything has transpired due to my design, and it's all quite operational, my friend. And if you disobey, if you disagree, I'm going to have to go on and chop your own arm off with a laser sword. Luke... <laughs> That had to be. He had to be trolling. <laughs> well, that uh, to be, 
to be real, that was a guy impersonating Matthew McConaughey. Oh my god, okay. But he was doing uh, as if Matthew McConaughey was auditioning for Palpatine. I really was listening to that thinking like that Matthew McConaughey did fucking not. <laughs> it would undermine his whole brand, but it was also uh, fantastic delivery by this guy. Yeah, I don't know who this, I don't know who this guy is, but I will follow him because of this impression. Yeah, I thought honestly because I thought it was I thought it was him. That whistle was really convincing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like how the whistle was like the thing that stuck out to you because that's that's probably the easiest part of an impression. Really? Uh, well, I mean, with consider do do your mouth Matthew McConaughey right now. Uh, I don't know. I can't do a Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. All right, I played in a movie. All right, all right, all right. AIDS. I don't know. You know I'm horrible at impressions. Have you you seen, uh, fuck, what's that movie? Something about high school. I'm forgetting the... High school? I, I can't believe I'm not remembering this name. It's like one of his first movies. Matthew McConaughey? Yes. Oh, whatever. But... He's hanging outside of a high school, mm-hmm. and Summer just got let out. So, like, a bunch of kids are, like, running outside. And, I mean, it's one of those, like, 90s movies that would not be fly today. But he goes, he turns, goes to his friend, he goes, you know what my favorite thing about high school girls is? Oh, the Lord Jesus. The older I get, they stay the same age. <laughs> oh, my God. See, I've heard that line, so that might be familiar. There you go. Ooh boy. And he what had, a line. He had the mullet with the mustache, so. And not in high school, I assume. No, I think he was like college age, maybe a little bit older. Was that directed by um was the guy who was who's the fucking director that's supposed to he was like an American legend, but it turns out he like, I don't know, I think dates little girls or something. Like Weinstein? He was a director? He's a producer. Am I thinking of Weinstein? No, no, no. I'm thinking of Alan something. Oh, you're thinking of um, Tim Allen. Not yeah. Tim Allen. Not Tim Allen. No. Tim Allen was the Santa Claus guy. Oh, it's shit. it's Will Allen. It's oh Woody Allen. Woody yeah, Allen. Woody Allen. How yeah, do you yeah. how do you how do you forget a name like Woody Allen? Oh my god. It's a good name. But uh, yeah. But yeah, I was about to say, was that directed by Woody Allen? I don't know. I don't know. It might have been. Because it's kind of dazed and confused. That's the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's also a song by Led Zeppelin. Fucking great song. Great song. Yes. Soul of a Woman was created below. <laughs> so, oh, I can't remember the words, whatever. Uh-uh. Oh, I literally, I don't even, one more good, one more piece of good news. Uh, we found some bacteria that eats plastic growing like in the bottom of the ocean. I don't know. I just thought that shit was so cool because are we're disgusting and our oceans are so fucking nasty. And the idea that hopefully the earth is like already working on a solution naturally fills me with joy. Fuck yeah. Mother Earth doing its job. Happy Mother's Day, Mother Earth, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is bitch in the world. But but, being the world. But yeah, that is cool because I mean, it's definitely something that's going to be necessary. So yeah. do they did they when they discovered it do they think it's newly evolved well so this uh they found like within some kind of i can't remember exactly like the scientific uh like words but it was a vet of hot water that they were living in 
like that was also buried underneath the ground. Okay. If this is like a biome, it could get in the gut of fishes and break down the plastic that fishes eat. Yeah, and I fucking lost the article, but yeah, essentially, uh, this one actually no, I'm confusing. They, this one, this bacteria was in the ground. It was they found it buried in the ground, super deep, where it was like eating, uh, like fossilized remains of plants and shit, essentially. And they found out that it was. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I might be confusing my bacteria. There's one You're in the confusing ocean your bacteria plastic. stories. Yeah, I am confusing them because there's one in the ocean that eats plastic. Um, that I had heard about, and then there's also one that lives in the ground, like in Earth, that eats carbon dioxide. It doesn't create methane that I heard about. Well, so both of those, I confused myself because I wrote a really shitty note. Both of those, awesome, because, you know, maybe they'll help. Yeah, and it's good that we give bacteria some shine because they're one of the most plentiful living organisms mm. that is really the backbone of all of our ecosystems truly even humans who have super have j- leaped out of the food chain yeah. still depend on bacteria they're the essential workers of the food chain 100 percent. they they it's good we give them some shine because no one talks about them mm. but they 100 percent are the fabric of everything we know yeah and it was also interesting just because, you know, the whole climate thing is starting to really become an issue. And uh, I, I don't know. I wonder how many I wonder how much of like our changes to the planet. Mother Nature is going to end up just taking care of herself. It's which isn't, you know, not saying that as a reason to not worry about being clean because we should. We're nasty pig, fucking disgusting pig animals. Just we shit. We like we literally consume and just throw our trash everywhere all the time as a species. So we shouldn't do that. But it is interesting to think that the earth might fix it. Also, to your point, I saw something where they're in the Arctic. Mm. It was either in the Arctic or the Southern Ocean, the one where it's Antarctica, someplace that had giant glaciers. And the wet, the water was getting really dirty. Mm-hmm. And because the some of the glaciers were melting, the melted ice was separating itself. The water was separating itself from the dirty water, mm-hmm. essentially adding clean filtered water to the ocean. Oh. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. This whole thing, you know, and then also... Um on the on Joe Rogan's last podcast with Alex Jones, Alex Jones was saying something about which God forgive me for using him as a source, but he was saying something about uh well, actually I mean it's not even I, I like I know this is true outside of Alex Jones that like at a certain period there was like a massive amount of oxygen and carbon dioxide in the air like whenever dinosaurs were around and that made plants be huge. Um, and he was suggesting that because we're putting so much CO2 in the air, we're kind of returning the earth to, um, like a pre, uh, yeah, like a prehistoric state. Um, so what's his argument there? We're putting out so much CO2 that it's going to be converted by plants to a shit ton of oxygen. Well, b- basically that the plants will first, like all of our plants will start getting bigger than they naturally have been able to get. And then that potentially they would start consuming so much oxygen that they would equalize the our CO2 problem. So it's, you know, another interesting, like, okay, wow, well, maybe the mother earth will just fix it for us. You know, 
the fucking bail us out like Wall Street, which I don't think we should count on it, but it would be really baller of her if she did, because I honestly don't see us going green anytime soon. Yeah, so we're counting on you, Mother Earth. Shout out bacteria, by the way. Yeah, that was good. I was I was skeptical when you brought I was skeptical at first, but I'm glad we did good news. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, I was worried that would honestly be a terribly boring podcast because it's, you know, it's 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 hard. It it is hard. We do try to be a little bit funny sometimes, (laughs) so it it can be hard to try to be funny when you're uh, you're just like, yeah, you know, everything. Nothing went wrong. Yeah, it all went to plan. Everybody's happy and everybody's got their rights and everyone hugged and wholesomeness and yeah. yeah, you know, it's hard to which I think we all. You know, we should all appreciate both the good and bad times. I think that's what we should really get out of that. Seasons change. <laughs> um, Some people never do. Oh, my God. Have you heard of Lovecraft Country? Yes, because I am your roommate. Yes. Oh, did I tell you about it? I was. Yes, we were on the porch and you were watching it. Holy shit. Let me let me. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you got any of the plot. But I've been really thinking about this all week. So, like, my HBO subscription was up, and I was looking for, like, shit to shove down my mental gullet because that's, you know, this the world. This is life. And um, I so I went to watch Lovecraft Country because it had it's won awards. Like, it's won. I pulled up a list on IMDb. It's won, like, many awards. It won a Golden Globe, a BAFTA, Screen Actors Guild Award. Like, a lot. A lot art directors like uh, awards I've never even heard of and like I heard black Twitter loved it and like I just heard a lot of really glowing reviews so I go so I check it out and now so basically what it is is it's niggas and it's the 60s and so obviously racism so they're dealing with that meanwhile they're like i don't know what exactly what the core mission was like this is really poorly written um so i'm not really sure why they're like running around investigating shit in like racist towns but this is what they're doing and like while they're in these racist towns they also because dealing with races wasn't enough um like these lovecraftian monsters this hideous cgi monsters like show up and they have to fight them alongside races or sometimes they have to fight them and the races and it's just very like I don't what's the I, <laughs> I'm not sure if they're trying to imply that white people are Lovecraftian monsters, but that's that is what it very much felt like in the first two episodes. <laughs> Can I say this? They're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's the one thing that they got right. Yeah. So okay, is this better or worse? Would you actually have you seen them? I know you knew about them. No, I didn't watch it. So I was gonna say, would you compare okay, and I just have to say I'm I've gotten even farther away from taking a look at them because I heard that in the first episode there's a scene where they put a baby in a bag and throw it around until it dies. Okay, and I'm like... What the fuck? That's fucking... Right? Like, there's a point where it's like... I'm almost concerned for you if you're enjoying this. Yeah. 100%. That's... That's some weird, weird shit. Right? Like, who... It's unre- it's not the same genre, but South Park did a whole episode about it where couples, like mom and dads, would watch murder shows like Dateline together, and it was like murder porn. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's it's a weird fetish. It's, it is. It's a lot a, of people get into the crime stuff, like the crime, true, true crime. crime. Yeah, and that's like I guess I kind of get the interest there a little bit, but uh, 
I don't know. I can only look at so much of that content before I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, the earth is just full of monsters. When I was little, I used to watch Forensic Files because I found the forensic shit interesting. Uh But Dateline, I don't. That's not my thing. And then the the stuff that's beyond that, really not my thing. Dateline or Cop Show? No, it's, it's they go through different cases of unsolved murders Uh, and it's like some guy in a suit explaining it and they interview different people that were involved in the case uh, okay yeah which dude that shit is crazy there are so many unsolved murders to this day like just from the past 20 years and then randomly they'll solve one from like 60 years ago yeah which almost feels a little bit like okay you just you just wanted to close the book on this yeah like also i think he won even if you didn't just grab some random guy he won okay (laughs) 100%. That's like fucking- he got away with it for. Si- if you get away with it for sixty years, this is gonna be controversial. If you get away with it for sixty years, you got away with it. Let him go. He fucking beat you at yeah, your own for game. Real. For real, he really did get away with it at yeah. that point. Yeah. Oh fuck! I just heard. I mean, not good news, but there was this one story about us. Uh, this guy that was on death row that got killed in twenty seventeen. Um, they just found out that it wasn't his DNA on the murder weapon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing. I laugh so I don't cry. It's pretty like, damn, man. That's they, like, they can't catch a break. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor but fucking go- guy. Yeah. But, you know. What are you gonna do? That was yeah. yeah I mean, what are you gonna do? You literally get do nothing. But <laughs> nothing I can do about it. Nothing you and I we can bring shed light on it, I guess. But going back, okay, going back to Lovecraft. Oh yeah. It, it, you're gonna have to stick with me for this point, but I, I know you've heard of Nanette because I've bitched to you about it. Nanette, yeah, that was critically acclaimed and won awards. If that wins awards, this is proof that awards mean nothing. Okay, if I'm yeah. if I'm gonna make an analogy to sports, right? You know how I think LeBron is probably the best player in the NBA. Yeah, he's probably been the best player in the NBA for fifteen years. He's won the Most Valuable Player, I think, four or five times. Okay, but he's been the best player fifteen times. Mm. The most value, the winner of the most valuable player is not the widely recognized best player in the NBA. Yeah. It's the guy that had the best individual season. Mm. So if a guy averages 27 points a game for his entire career, and then one year he averages 33. Mm-hmm. He can he can vault himself into the MVP discussion, even though LeBron averages twenty nine his entire career. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter because that's a boring story, and people mm. aren't interested in that. So the value of awards awards are almost meaningless at this point. Yeah. And when you say stuff like the BAFTA, <laughs> the fuck is a BAFTA? What does that stand for and who runs it? <laughs> what does an award mean? When someone says, oh, it won it won the BAFTA 2019. It, uh, hold on. Our cat is screaming. Oh God, Indica, come. 
Come on, mama. I canceled myself last episode, but I'm about to fucking snap again because I'm on the right side of the couch. You know, I really cannot find what BAFTA means. Because it's fake, okay? Which goes into my other point, that awards are fake, critics are fake, and nothing made for that's supposed to evoke a response or reaction should be awarded anything other than the general consensus and, 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 and conversations like these. Oh, it's the British Academy Film Awards. Oh, you mean those people that still, like, you know, <laughs> kill retards and don't be- and they believe in eugenics and stuff? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah, they loved it. You know, <clears throat> I mean, my issue with these, like, especially the race films, like race racial horror, racial whatever, is it kind of does, it is starting to feel like it doesn't have to be good at all or, like, have anything prescient to say. All you have to do is call it a black thing, and then it's like, well, awards. Yes, 100%. And I just don't, because Lovecraft, I listen, I only watched the first two episodes. Like I said, my HBO subscription was running out, and I'm not paying for it for that. So, because that's the last thing I had to watch on HBO. So, I, you know, I'm just not going to be finishing it. But, like, those two episodes, they were bad. Like, they were not good, not well written, not particularly well, like, shot, designed, really anything. Like, they just were not that. They felt like a shitty CW show, but plus black people and ra- plus racism and horror. And it was like, I don't know. And it's just very much. I don't know. Once again, I just really didn't know, like, what was the point? Like, this would have already been very thrilling if they were had to run from these crazy, ugly monsters <laughs> that, like, have, like, 30 eyeballs. That would have, that, that really would have been enough. But now they're like, oh, there's a racist sheriff there, too. And he's like, you dropped the gun, nigger. You know, and it, this brings it. <laughs> this brings, see this, this motion I'm doing. This brings it full circle. Yeah. What we were talking about at the top, what we were talking about the Twitter and the different areas and mm-hmm. everything has to say something now. Yeah. Every, and it, again, this isn't the shut up and dribble argument. This is fucking nuanced, people. Pay attention yeah. to what we're saying. This, this is everything has to say something now. Yeah. Everything has to make a statement. Every people that you would never go to for this advice will give you unsolicited advice. Yeah. And 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 you uh you got up to go pee so now i'm gonna leave you to hang out with you dry okay so have fun okay great oh what is up audience hold the hold the mic okay okay okay. oh like point that away from me so you guys don't get an echo hopefully how's everybody doing hope everybody's enjoying the episode um i I guess i will bore you guys with um, my rantings about invincible don't know if anybody's seen invincible but it's this new show slash uh, comic book about superheroes that um just dropped on um that well the first season of the show just dropped on prime video and um holy fucking shit like this honestly one of my favorite animated uh like pieces of american animation to come out like in a long time i just especially 2d animation i'm I'm like a 2d animation nerd as we've talked about before i love animated shit um you know and i've always felt like american animation really is lacking first of all and just like how like engaging it is but also just the fact that in america we still think of it as a kid's show and this is very much very much not a kid's show 
very violent, you know, very also well written and just like intriguing plot and characters and shit. But holy fuck, I don't, I don't want to spoil. Uh, it's the first episode, so I'll spoil. So like, it's like a, I'll just tell you guys about the first episode, right? So. The setup is like there's a Justice League setup, right? The main character is the son of Omni Man, who is like this universe's Superman. And like in the first episode, this dude is like, you know, like the his son starts getting his powers and it's the whole, you know, I'm a new superhero and I'm trying to find myself thing going on. And then like at the end of the episode, Omni Man walks into like the Justice League. I, I think it's called the world, the globe globe something, Defenders of the Globe, something. Guardians of the Globe, that's what it is. Uh but he walks to the Guardians of the Globe and he starts fucking these niggas up. He smacked the fish. There's a nigga with a fish head. Look at you coming through. Nigga with a fish head gets his shit clapped. There's like a a, a, a character that's like the Flash. He's called the Red Rush. He gets fucking totally. I don't even remember exactly what happens to him, but he he dies. There's like a one called War Woman who you know she's obviously playing like Wonder Woman and she gets her head crushed with her own fucking hammer. Great. Just great fucking show. Great fucking show. And welcome back, Zach. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, man. It's been great. Uh, this has been a good podcast. I really enjoyed this, this one. Has been a good, how long have we been recording? It's already an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. They feel short. You know, every it's like they get longer, but they feel shorter every time. 100%. It's... I don't. I can't, I can't tell if it's because we're getting better or worse, but something's happening. Whatever it is. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Something is happening. Uh, do you have a pseudo penis? Did I? I, I got to ask you this. Did I make myself the pseudo penis again last week? You did last week. Because because Marvin Vittori got the fight with Izzy, right? That might be it. I don't remember if I said this on the podcast, but I'm the pseudo penis because the guy who I made the pseudo penis. No. Yeah, you said that. Yeah, a couple of yeah. So, um. Pseudo penis. Pseudo penis is myself, man, because I'm a giant dildo today. Because I've been. This is the third time. This is the third, maybe fourth time. You just time. graduated. You can't be your own pseudo penis. No, no, no. I, hear me out. So I've just been so filled with love and and family and positivity that I'm just a big ball of mush today, <laughs> and I'm a big softy and. I don't know, man. I just want to say I love this podcast, and um, I really appreciate. I really appreciate you, man. I appreciate you too. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad. You know, I have a lot of friends who I've tried to get into creative endeavors with before. You're the first one that has been consistent. Because I'm a pseudo penis. Yeah, you don't even take notes, and you know it's still way more engagement than I've ever gotten. <laughs> um, okay, so and also congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Let's celebrate. So now that we've had a happy episode, I have a pseudo penis. My pseudo penis is the F is the um what what are they called? The FCD, FDC, FCF. What the fuck are they? FDA. FDA. Yeah, the FDA and the CDC and um Biden and like uh pretty much every Democrat. Anybody really that is involved in this potential menthol tobacco ban that's <laughs> happening. Okay. So I'm getting hot. Like I'm getting warm. Okay. No, no. Do you want to switch sides of the you couch? You fucking people. Like, okay, we can't. Like they're already consigning us to this digital hell. They already are saying no. Just sit in your box and sit and look at your box with a screen. Buy shit and work, and do not resist. 
be allow yourself to be like we already have to live in this digital hell i have to fucking deal with being associated with all these stupid fucking fake pro black and trans movements like we fucking all the people in power all these weird old out of touch fucks and now i can't even kill myself and enjoy it can i just at least be allowed to smoke my cancer and also Enjoy the minty flavor of the Yeah, mouth. my particular flavor of cancer yeah. that I want to yeah. die from. Yeah. I don't want to die from a, a harsh, a harsh yeah. cancer. Yeah. I want to get that mint sh cancer. Yeah. Like, can I, can my slow suicide be somewhat enjoyable? Please. Is that okay with you people? And here's the bitch. Here's the bitch. Here is the bitch. Guess what's their main reason? Get, you want me to actually guess? Go ahead, guess. Something to do with kids. That's what, that's, that's one of them. That's part that that is one of their other reasons, but the reason that's getting the that they're putting most forefront is that black people are more likely to smoke menthol. <laughs> so you looking out for us now? You look you you looking out for us? Okay, okay, you look at okay. I will say this: they're not wrong. <laughs> black people. Do are more likely to smoke. Yo, alcohol. because we love, we have taste. <laughs> yeah, but don't you? This is okay. This is the woke snake eating itself, right? This is classic white liberals telling minorities what they can and can't do. It literally, yeah. It's we love black people so much that we're gonna take your decision making. Yeah, we think you monkeys are too fucking stupid to decide what cigarette to smoke. So we're just taking your options away. We're gonna take your options away and here, take this, take this, uh, Bro, this Marlboro Reds. And then me also, but, but all you gonna do is make those of us that smoke menthol miserable. You ain't stopping no smoking because that's what I'm gonna do. I will still smoke cigarettes. They'll be regular, and I will hate the government all that more for it, and but I will still smoke them. The difference will be you'll be in a worse mood. Exactly. Exactly. So you're just producing people with worse moods. I'm like, fuck, can we have anything? Can we have anything? I mean, Jesus Christ. So who's the pseudo-penis, the government or whoever? Yeah, the FDA, the CDC, and everybody else that's involved. Fuck Good. all of you. Good. These fucking weirdos. Good. You don't even do, you don't even have jobs. These people don't even have jobs. They don't even have jobs. These fucking politicians. They don't work. And they're telling me what I can smoke. You wear suits. Because I'm black. You wear suits, smell like mothballs, and take photo ops. You don't do anything. Oh, and then obviously, you know, the other argument is that kids are, like, menthol makes it easier to smoke. So it makes kids more likely to smoke. Like, that's uh, the kids argument is always used by it's always anti-tobacco and shit. no one in history has ever found a fucking way to stop their kid from doing anything literally not once ever has it ever ever happened <laughs> like also i'm so tired of this i hate that reasoning the like for legislation like because of kids we shouldn't have this thing fuck fu take care of your kids watch them is it hard because the same shit happens every time, you know. I mean, the same thing's going on with the vapes. Like, vapes, they, vamp, they already banned menthol vapes. But here's my thing. They they banned, like, fruit flavors, too, right? Yeah. For the they, vapes? Yeah, they banned that, too. But they have fruit-flavored disposable vapes. Because who, who fucking knows the difference? I mean, wait, I don't... Wait, wait, wait. 
what did that accomplish? Though? I don't. That's my thing. Is it's like these weird shit laws that it's like y'all spend time and manpower to get this turned and to put into a law, and it's like fucking pointless. That's okay. It's not pointless, but it's pointless in the sense that it accomplishes what they say it's going to accomplish. But the actual point is, is to take out the competition of whoever the fuck owned reusable fruit vapes, you know? Yeah. To to make room for the disposable fruit vapes. I just don't even know, man. I'm just like... And, you know, at this point, and I'm really tired of people coming for people who smoke, talking about being unhealthy. Because I'm not going to sit up here and say that I, there's not a strong chance that my chain-smoking ass won't develop lung cancer. But you know what's another very strong likelihood? All you bitches that, I don't know, eat McDonald's on a regular basis are probably going to get a fucking, I don't know, an ulcer in your stomach or something. You're probably going to have high cholesterol and get a heart attack when you're 30 because you eat like shit. All you fucking weirdos that think it's okay to live on Twitter, you're all going to die early as fuck because your limbs will atrophy because you've been sitting in your computer chair for your whole fucking life but tell me more about cigarettes fucking nerds i, f I swear to god <laughs> leave my cigarettes alone i swear i swear <laughs> like when i tell you i will protest i it will be capital part two bro i will break <laughs> in that shit myself and stab aoc in the neck with a fucking pen i swear to god leave my cigarettes alone just leave them alone it's all i have <laughs> God, this Fucking is people. This is honestly the most worked up I've ever seen you, and I completely understand knowing you, being your roommate, how much this means to you. Fucking people. I'm, I'm honestly like I don't know what to do because I know you're not bluffing. This is 100% real. So I'm a little bit scared for like not for whoever the fuck crosses you with this. Literally everybody in D.C. better watch the fuck out. You want to go get McDonald's? Maybe I should, I should say that's a joke. <laughs> I should say that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. I'm not going to stab AOC in the neck. Uh, I would watch. I would laugh at it if it happened, though. Hey, AOC, this is for you. I don't even know if she has anything to do with the methyl band, but that feels like her kind of fucking evil. And that fart didn't even. I tried to fart, but it didn't materialize kind of like. The joke. You're I was start eating beans before the podcast, man. Kind of like my talent. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> How you went from at the beginning, you were the uh, talented one, so now you're like, no talent. Or I farts. petered out, dude. I need more beans. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, this has been Ass to Nose, episode eight. Mm -hmm. Fuck with us. I'm Ass. I'm Nose. And we are signing off. Peace. Bye. Love you. Everybody have a great one. Smoke a menthol cigarette. Smoke them if you got them. Mom. Smoke them if you got them until you, until you can't. We, you have no rights. <laughs>